You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing. And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast coming to you today, not from the vaulted podcast studios, but instead from a Coney Manor. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Eddie Murphy, Delirious, one of the uh, great specials of all time. Mike and Craig are with me. Hello, boys. How's it going, man? The laughs Hello. are happening already. Why are you laughing just because we're here hanging with the fellas? A Coney Manor got me. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. I know what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, here we are with another episode. And uh, for all, oh, first of all, I should say uh, patreon.com slash blind Mike. You can get these episodes a week early on the uh, $10 tier on Patreon. And uh, you can also subscribe to get bonus episodes of the blind Mike project and other things that we do there. And these guys have a Patreon now patreon.com slash very good show where you can fund this studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pay for these microphones. We need one more of these microphones. We're almost yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, um, yeah, today basically we're covering what's widely considered one of the greatest specials of all time, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yeah. Um, are you guys fans? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a, we, we've talked about our Mount Rushmores before. Mm -hmm. He's not on my personal one, but I put him on the all-time Mount Rushmore. It's I, hard It's hard to say. He's mm -hmm. it, So for me, like Chris Rock, I think, is a better comedian yeah I think he's i think he's i mean maybe not in the last 15 years or so but i think i like i think he's a smarter stand-up he tackles um to me what are like more important topics but i also think without eddie murphy there's no chris rock i mean well, literally to the point where chris rock was opening freddie murphy at one point well, but also don't we have to take into account the fact that eddie murphy was like what 19 22 this especially is 22 22 yeah, yeah. he says yeah, it at yeah. one point he's 20 yeah. I think 22 or 23 regardless Stupid young for yeah. that. And he's in an arena. Yeah. And I, so I think wild. we got to take that into account a little bit. Oh, maybe. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because uh, we did the an episode on Freddie Prinze. And yeah. I kind of said, I was like, you know, it seems a lot of the material is a guy, a 21 year old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty basic stuff. This is the same type of thing where he's 22 years old. But the material is great. Like amazing yeah it's, it's <laughs> and still he, is, he does he still he does tackle social issues we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it pretty quickly um <laughs> but sure he will he tackles a lot of issues there's just some points where like um and i mean i think the other thing we'll talk about today too is the fact how comedy holds up 40 years later and often it doesn't but i think a lot of this stuff in delirious definitely does yeah um raw or delirious do you guys have a preference I don't actually. Mm. I I enjoy both of them for different reasons. We'll probably do raw at some point as well. Um, but but I just figured we haven't done this since uh, the first episode where we bro just broke down a special. The very first, yeah, yeah, the very yeah. First. exactly. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Um, <laughs> we apologize in advance. The most. <laughs> oh my god. So I think oh. what's what's become the most famous reference uh, to come from Eddie Murphy's stand up. Are essentially the track titles <laughs> because everyone, Ooh. you know, if there's ever a, a free speech argument or things like that, a, a point that's often brought up 
when we say things are so much worse now than they were back in the day, you say, well, look at the first track of oh Eddie Murphy Delirious, and the title alone will tell you. We can't even say it. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't say what it is. Not on this program. I no. mean, Eddie will. Eddie will tell us. We'll, I mean, let, we'll allow Eddie to say it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's only appropriate to do this this uh, special in this studio, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. That's a good point. But the funny, the funny <laughs> thing humiliating. is, the funny thing is, though, is on Raw... <clears throat> The first track is called This Word Revisited. Yep. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I haven't said enough on this issue. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so let's, I, I, I do have a, one story that kind of goes along with this, but let's play the first clip so you guys, so you youngsters out there know exactly what we're talking about. Hey, let me make sure the microphone's in front of my face. <laughs> let me give you a trigger warning, folks. <laughs> a problematic word is about to be used. Thank you too much. Too kind. Far too kind. Before I even get started, before I even get started, I want to um, say... How about big round of applause for the bus boys? Pause one second. I do just I just want to note real quick before I even get started. Meaning <laughs> these are the first words he says says on stage. So so there's an intro which uh, by the way I'm kind of glad that's gone away in comedy. Yeah, it's the last so few years it's a because the honestly the only person I can think of. That I enjoyed their intros was uh, Jim Norton. I was going to say the same I thing. Say every same special because he's had guys that he loves basically yeah. just insult him. He had Robert De Niro spanking, spanking him. And De Niro him. spank him. He had uh, Michael, Ozzy, Ozzy Michael, Osbourne insult him. Michael K. Williams raped, raped him. him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think Jim Norton has ones that I like. Other than that, I can't think of like wow, I really liked that special intro. Yeah, but Eddie Murphy kind of does a, a basic one, and then gets brought out on stage, and these are the first words he says. <laughs> Look how many people. Yeah. And get some rules. I got some rules when I throw down. When I do my stand-up, I got rules and shit. Straight up. Faggots aren't allowed to look at my ass while I'm on stage. (laughs) Woo! Uproarious laughter. (laughs) He nailed it. (laughs) So so that's how he comes out. Now, the interesting thing I found is um, I remember... Um, you folks may remember on KMS, we talked about when Eddie Murphy was starting to make his comeback into standup right before COVID, he was hosting SNL. And uh, I think Kirk made the point that, um, he's like, if he's going to make this comeback, he's going to have to put out some statement where he like apologizes for, uh, the use of the F word in his previous specials. And he did, he said, he did an interview where he said something like that. What I didn't know until I was looking into uh, the special for this episode is he put out a statement in 1996 hmm. where he apologized for using that word. And that's before he was, I mean, to be fair, that is around the time where he was doing children's movies. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe there was some pressure. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> maybe there was some pressure, but I imagine at, at that time, the pressure was a lot less, at least where he would have felt forced yeah. into making that apology. Well, you know what I mean? Also, when did he get caught with that gal? I thought that was in the 2000s. Was it? I thought so, but I could be, I could be wrong. Well, good thing Charlie Murphy's not alive or yeah. I would be running away right now. Um, uh, yeah. So it's interesting because I think part of the, you know, um, uh, some programs may watch that uproarious applause and be like, see, they, they hate, it's basically like they're hiling Hitler, yeah, like they're hate rally. they're cheering this monster. I look at that and say that kind of tells you that word didn't have the same gravity that we give it now, you know. So yeah. it, it, that's why he was starting a special <laughs> off with it, not because it was this sinful thing necessarily. Sim- you know, sim- simpler times. Yeah, 
We weren't aware of like the history of the yeah, word. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was a simpler time. But uh, Eddie's not done on that topic yet. <laughs> I'm afraid of gay people. Oh boy. Petrified. I have nightmares <laughs> about gay people. I have this nightmare that I go to Hollywood. As he's wearing to this. Find out that I, was saying, I don't know if he has a leg to stand on in that suit. <laughs> really? And he'd be walking up to people going, hey boy. Hey boy. Oh, can you go back you for a second? Cute in them jeans. <laughs> so this is something I found interesting. Is he basically throws this out there? I don't want these people looking at my ass. And as Craig pointed out, he is wearing a red leather suit. Mm. <laughs> Wait, oh, just the all the way down to his belly button. To, yeah. to sidetrack real quick, you guys are familiar with Amy Schumer's leather special? Yeah, yeah. She makes a comment at the beginning of that, like every comedian has a leather special, and that's why I'm doing this. Isn't it like four black guys do that, and then? That's pretty much it. See, that was the, it's not something like everyone does. That's, <laughs> it's that's, like Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. I, I thought that was the funniest part of that special was the title. <laughs> the oh, leather special? I yeah. thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so this is uh, an interesting just a timestamp sort of because this is how people that did impressions basically segued into impressions was they just set up a scenario and it's like, wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't it? Everyone hates the DMV, but imagine if Jack Nicholson was there. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Oh, it's just an excuse to do a Jack Nicholson impression. I thought, I thought you meant they do gay bashing before. Yeah, right. That was the well, setup. I gotta say, Eddie Murphy was one of the more unique segues into that. So yeah. it's it's kind of a way to broach that topic, but also him saying like, "I just want to do my Mr. T impression." <laughs> I know. Wouldn't it be funny if Mr. T was gay. <laughs> so Wouldn't it be funny if he was making sweet love to Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> right. While he's still awake. Petrified. I have nightmares about gay people. I have this nightmare that I go to Hollywood and find out that Mr. T is a faggot. <laughs> really? And he'd be walking up to people going, Hey, boy. <laughs> hey, boy. You look mighty cute in them jeans. <laughs> now come on over here. And fuck me up dance. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh literally uh, the best phrase for it is a simpler time in comedy because you forget how he set it up where he's like, I have nightmares about gay people. <laughs> because now that would be dissected so much where we're like, is Eddie Murphy really? <gasps> so, so when he got caught, he was just sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I don't know what the situation was. <laughs> sleepwalking and sleep driving and sleep pain. Yeah, sleep open mouth. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's it's funny because now with, I mean, it's it's hard to not acknowledge that this is exactly what we're doing. <laughs> like podcasts like this that literally break down comedy. There's so much of that now yeah. to where it's dissected. And the reason I kind of wanted to, I, I say this all the time, but the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because there's a lot of um, podcasts that break down comedy and are like, isn't this terrible? But I think <laughs> it's interesting to go back and see, isn't this an interesting timestamp? Like we said about Howard Stern a couple yeah. weeks ago, like, isn't it interesting that this was comedy at one time and this is how it was done and Eddie Murphy's not tricking these people into laughing. <laughs> like, they all yeah. find it fucking... And it is still funny. But I'm just <laughs> saying from the from our perspective now where it's like, oh, we're not allowed to laugh yeah, at that. Right. Really. Um, 
But yeah, very funny segue into a Mr. T impression where you forget he's like, I have nightmares. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't think he's done there. Yeah. It's oh, also, all right. It's also funny, like, what, how long. Tw- so this was like, what, 40 years ago, you said? Uh, almost, almost exactly. Yeah. 80, yeah. 1983, August of 1983. So 20 years before that was um, the 60s. And that Bill was. Bill Cosby himself. Well, yeah. It was, yeah. But it's. So that, that stood up. But. Uh, like other stuff from then just doesn't like Henny Youngman and like that kind of stuff. Right. It's so funny, like how much changed in like half the time. Yeah, I think I think the key to it is stuff that is a lot more conversational holds up easier. Mm. Whereas, you know, joke writing or set up punch loses its shock. Yeah. At some point where you can go, but even Lenny Bruce does not hold up because the way he talks and everything. Yeah. But there's points he's making where you're like, oh, wow, that's really that applies today. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, um, where are we going next? <laughs> Honeymooners. <laughs> yeah. So, you so, might. I think this is the clip. You might recognize a sound bite. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I try. Anytime we talk about a topic that's in uh, one of our intros, I make sure to include it. Um, <laughs> his his line of impressions aren't done. And this is something that we've lost today that you're not allowed to do. That is genuinely purely funny. Like this episode of the honeymooners would be very funny. It's a funny concept to think of. <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, Eddie talking about Ralph Cramden. You know, you know, who'd be a funny faggot, Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Wouldn't they be funny faggot? And Ralph Cramden leaned out the window one day, one day and said, Norton, Norton pal, come on down. I want to show you something. Hey there, Alfie boy, what do you say there, pal of mine? You know, Norton, I've been watching you. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've been watching me, Norton. You watch me. I know. So, uh, Ralph, where are you getting at? Norton, my friend, how would you like to fuck me up the ass? (laughs) (laughs) I know you want to fuck me, Norton. (laughs) And you know that I know that you know that I know that you want to fuck me. Now, I'm going to bend over. And when I do, start fucking. <laughs> ah, that's where they got that. <laughs> oh, they said it. There, there's a. Uh, that's where I. What I think we've lost is like there's just a boyish silliness to that, mm. where you can dissect it and break it down as homophobic or whatever. But it's just a truly silly thing of like, yeah. imagine if Jackie Gleason on the Honeymooners <laughs> and Ed Norton were engaging in gay sex and fl- flirting with each other. That'd be so great. <laughs> it would be funny. Um, so that's what, this is what I was trying to think of a minute ago. But it dawned on me when I was doing this that um, the like, the only like iconic specials that I can think of. Because like the first one we did this was Dice, but that was an album. The iconic specials that I can think of are all black comedians. It's Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um, what is it? Live at the Sunset Strip where he's wearing the yep. red jacket. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy Raw, Eddie Murphy Delirious, Chris Rock, Bring the Pain, Chris Rock, Bigger and Blacker, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave Chappelle, Killing Him Softly. To me, like those are the iconic specials. Like I, George Carlin's specials are iconic, but they kind of meld together for me. Right. Same with Louis. Louis has three or four that kind of meld together. Bill Burr's early ones, you're not sure, what, sure which is which. Whereas Eddie Murphy, mm. Chris Rock, did it in a way where like you're like, oh, that's the one where he's in the red leather suit. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. right. there are things that stand out to you. You know what yep. I'm saying? Bill Burr, you just uh, you you go by the size of his forehead. Yes, yeah, hairline. Absolutely. Yeah, his hairline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how much facial hair he has. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, if I'm not mistaken, we are not off the gay issue. Oh, no. I'm pretty are sure we? we got like two more. 
Okay, so are we finding out about a certain disease now? Is no, that, no. Uh, this oh, we're not there yet. This okay. one's called Fuck With Everybody. Oh, all right. Oh, well, okay, yeah. so this is kind of what we're talking. It's amazing. In 1983, Eddie Murphy had the foresight to be like, hey, I'm just fucking around. And for the last 40 years, no one has listened to that statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> about, right. about, I don't even just mean about Eddie Murphy, about anything. anything? It's like no one ex- is accepted as like just fucking around. Yeah. But this is uh, how Eddie Murphy put it 40 years ago. I kid the homosexuals a lot because they homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fuck with everybody. I don't give a fuck. It's like um, I don't mean anything by it. You can hang out with a gay person. You can, guys. Don't feel, you know, like alienate gay people because they're gay because you can play tennis with a gay person. Really, just after the game, you say, I'm going to get a beer. What you going to do? Think I'll go suck somebody's dick. Well, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. See you later. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's hilarious. And like I said, you can break it down at a certain angle. But to me, yeah. it's like a beautiful acceptance where it's like Eddie Murphy has no interest in that shit. Yeah. Or maybe he does more than we realize. But, <laughs> but, but he, he's putting it in just a funny way. Um, now, I believe our next clip is a timestamp of just how little we knew about uh, the AIDS virus yes. back then. Um, as, as you may know, the AIDS epidemic was sweeping the nation in the 1980s. Um, but this was the very early stages. We didn't know a lot. And uh, this was uh, Eddie Murphy's diagnosis. <laughs> Kills people. It petrifies me because girls be hanging out with them. And one night they could be in the club having fun with their gay friend and give them a little kiss and go home with their AIDS on their lips. <laughs> husband and like five years later said, Mr. Johnson you have AIDS he goes AIDS <laughs> but I'm not a homosexual sure you're not a homosexual <laughs> we learned a lot about the disease you know and we learned some people weren't that far off um, <laughs> but, but it is it is crazy when you think about like I always think about Magic Johnson, where yeah. there was a point where people didn't want to play against him because they yeah, didn't. Right. We didn't know enough. They thought like they would get AIDS, but because he's sweating on the court or whatever. <laughs> and Magic Johnson, healthy as a as a fucking horse. Yeah, thirty years later, couldn't be in better shape than me at age seventy, whatever well, he is. <laughs> we learned from South Park that he just sleeps on a bed of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Norton had a great line where he was talking about. Um, uh, Brie Olson. He was, fu- I guess, he fucked Brie Olson, the porn star. Mm-hmm. He did. And um, something came up about, about him wearing a condom, and he said that he wouldn't wear a condom if he looked in her vagina. And Magic Johnson was waving back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Um, all right, so now I think we are finally off. Uh, the topic of gay people and AIDS and all that fun stuff. That I gotta say, the balls of Eddie. And again, I don't know. I wasn't around in 1983 to know exactly what it was like, but that's a very ballsy way to open your special, you know, literally Uh, right off the bat. (laughs) Right. I got to say this. Thank your bus boys. (laughs) And here's what I think about these people. (laughs) Um, That was my favorite part. He's like, I got to get something off my yeah. chest first. <laughs> like he's been and he goes, just he, waiting. <laughs> but he goes, but the, my favorite part was, he goes, I got to get this off my chest before I get into it. Thank those people. All right. <laughs> yeah, thank the blue collar Americans. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so now where are we going? Uh, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> this was interesting because um, we remember all the shit that Donald Trump took a few years ago. Yep. Hey, the man's from a different time. <laughs> <Can we not? laughs> so I thought it was interesting. Compare what uh, Trump said and what Billy Bush got in trouble for, for uh, to, to this statement. 
And this is the business to be in if you want some pussy. That's why I got in show business for pussy. I figure if Jimmy Walker could fuck, I'm fucking everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that, too. When you do TV shows, women be throwing pussy at me on the street like Frisbees. (laughs) And thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so see, you know, as Joe Rogan said, Donald Trump is just the best stand-up of his time. There's no one. Yeah, that's not, yeah. that's not, <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he's just doing it. Actually, he's a kind of a hack. He's ripping Eddie Murphy off. Apparently, right. I was um, just watching Eddie Murphy. Whoa, it was a good special. <laughs> now I, <laughs> I hope there's no one here checking out my ass. <laughs> Donald, please. <laughs> um. So the interesting thing that uh, I noted. You can kind of, I think that clip is probably the best example of it, is Eddie Murphy was a very rare guy, um, you know, particularly now, stand-up is so self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. And it almost has to be, because you don't want to see, you know, a good-looking guy walk on stage and tell you how much he fucks or this or that. But Eddie Murphy was one of the few guys that w- was confident and borderline arrogant on stage mm-hmm. and managed to pull it off and be hilarious. Like it's not not a yeah. lot of guys have been able to do that. Dane Cook, Dane Cook did. I was literally just gonna Dane say Cook. That. Yeah, yeah, but there, there's even a a self deprecating angle to Dane Cook. Even like I, I, I he's in that category. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm. But even him, like there's not a lot of guys that could, like Jezelnek. I would almost Je- compare him more. I was to, thinking that too. Where Jezelnek and Daniel Tosh, their whole act is, uh, I'm better than you. Look how awesome I am. Yeah, yeah. and Eddie Murphy does it. Without saying, like they're essentially saying, "Look how much better I am than you." Eddie Murphy does it in a way where it's just his attitude. It's all attitude, you know. Right. right how many right. people could get, again? Back to the red suit. Yeah. <laughs> how many people could get no, away with this that? This one's the orange one. Raw's the red one. Yeah. I'm sorry, orange. This one is zipped all the way down to his belly button, yeah. with no shirt underneath. <laughs> I think those are gonna make a comeback <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> uh, all right. Next clip. You got uh, Stevie Wonder. This was very offensive to my people. I don't know why he has to bring my people into this. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, by the way, this is like Eddie Murphy, I mean, kind of basically at the height of his SNL days, essentially. Yeah. Um, so he's jamming a lot of impressions in, and they're all very good. I didn't even include like the James Brown impression, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much a bit that he did on SNL as well. Uh, oh, by the way, he does a James Brown impression. You may be familiar with Joe Piscopo's special, Mike. Oh, Yeah. You know what's funny? 30 years after uh, Delirious, I didn't realize this. (laughs) Joe Piscopo literally steals Eddie Murphy's James Brown story. (laughs) And (laughs) Eddie Murphy tells a story about how you can't can't understand anything uh, uh, James Brown is saying, but he understands it. And then so he says, well, like making his James Brown noises. And Eddie's just like, all right, James, good to see you. And (laughs) Joe Piscopo tells the same story in his special 30 years later. His co-star on SNL. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Um, so yeah, he's jamming a lot of, uh, impressions very early on into, uh, Delirious. And this is one that offends my people. I'm telling you, you're a genius and all that shit, but you my boy, man. We hanging. I mean, like, it's nice and all that shit, but I don't, I don't appreciate all the flack. Personally, the piano and the singing, I told you I feel about singing. I ain't impressed. <laughs> you want to impress me? Take the wheel for a little while, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Eddie, we can't drive, you silly goose. <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> Talking shit about Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's a musical genius. <laughs> I just like, you want to press me? Take the wheel for a second, motherfucker. 
<laughs> Which we all know, by the way, Stevie Wonder would drive fine because he's a freak faker. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this so as problematic as the first few clips were, this mm-hmm. next one, I was when I heard it, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this. Really? <laughs> Called smacking <laughs> women. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, there are some things. While, like I said, uh, I think the the early stuff you can defend by saying like those were words we used. This is a wild timestamp in the sense of like. Uh, this was not. People were just like, ah, that's what you do. You got, you know, you send him a lesson, teacher, every once in a while. Like obviously, obviously, this isn't proof that he actually does it. Of course, it's just a joke. Of course, just lessons he learned from a previous but he, bit but about the honeymooners. But he's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says it no, so nonchalantly. I'm like, mm. yeah, right, right to the moon, <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy. Let's hear. Boy. Just get the fuck out. Go you out your own house, you be so scared you get the fuck out too. That's some shit. You know you scared when a woman say get the fuck out your own house and you leave. <laughs> scared motherfucker. I had a girlfriend once, I smacked her and got all cool on it and shit. And then she got cool and it scared me more and shit. I just left. <laughs> I slapped and got macho and said, I didn't want to do that shit, baby. <laughs> but you bought that shit on yourself. Don't make me have to do it again. You said, no, no, I did bring it on myself. I did. Jesus. Um why don't you just go to sleep? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the think pieces that would be written on that? <laughs> I mean, my God. You don't like fucking Ricky Gervais getting on stage and saying trans. <laughs> I think you'd have a real issue in the 80s. I did think that was so funny, though. Why don't you just go to sleep? Go to sleep. <laughs> the that's, fucking eyes that he's making. Yeah. That's the thing about those bits is like, it's... I. It, it's hard it's hard to even talk about because like yeah it's a weird time where that sort of violence wasn't as uh frowned upon as it is now right but it's also like the woman is the like the alpha in the story in a weird way you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like it's I, I can understand why it is hard for some people to wrap their minds around like why would that be a joke like i do get that i guess but it is like he's the weaker one in that setup right you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying oh yeah um, all right. Now what hor- what horrible group does Eddie attack next? <laughs> uh racism. <laughs> oh, actually, right. I think he has a pretty uh progressive take on this one, actually. I agree. All right, racism. I ain't hooked up in all that racism shit. I, my motto is life is just be happy with motherfuckers. I ain't into all that racism shit. Racism ain't as bad as it used to be anyway, man. I mean it's fucked up, but they don't call niggas niggas no more and shit. White people don't say it, especially when there's niggas around, so I guess I wouldn't know it. <laughs> I went to Texas, though, looking for racism. About two months ago, I had a showdown in Texas, got off the plane and shit, walked up looking for racism, but my friends always told me, you better not go to Texas. They'll fuck you up. And when the mother, my Martin Day brother here, that shit, they be like this, what? They ain't fucking nobody up. Brothers act like they couldn't have been slaves back 200 years ago, and they like the motherfuckers <laughs> did, did, like that shit. I wish I was a slave. I would fuck somebody up. <laughs> shit. Tell me to bail some motherfucking cotton. I would have been on the street and shit. You would have came up and said, hey, yo, nigga, bail this cotton. Oh, said, suck my dick, master. <laughs> 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 that, that's, that's a bit where, like I was saying, Chris Rock, to me, tackles issues that I care more about generally. Um, but that's a bit right there. Like you said, he's 22 years old. It's 
crazy to think what he could have been talking about if he was doing stand-up when he was 35. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if shit like that, like, that's a hilarious concept. <laughs> and if that angle on racism is, is in his mind at 22, who knows what he would have been thinking when he lived a life, after, <laughs> like, you know, after he'd experienced. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing for me, too, is, uh, like, when you hear that clip, like, I, it's amazing to think of like Dr. Doolittle say <laughs> and compare it to that, like a, yeah. like just a hilarious angle on racism where he has like sort of an edgy take on it and be like, Oh yeah, he was in a fucking kindergarten cop or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's weird. Like when you talk about changes, like Howard Stern is the go-to mm-hmm. example for someone yeah. that's just transformed into a different guy. Oh yeah. But it's amazing to think like, I wonder what Eddie's career would have been if he kept going down yeah. this road. Like, would he be the greatest stand-up of all time? Would he have lost his edge at some point just uh, naturally? Like, I don't know. It's interesting. I, don't know. I, I think he could have done like a George Carlin type of deal. Right. <clears throat> where he just kind of adjusted things. Right. But then, going. I mean, even like Chris Rock, you look at what Chris yeah. Rock's done the last 15 years, and it's just not the same, really. No. So did, was he smart in going after... I mean, crazy, but the amount of money Eddie Murphy yeah, oh must have God. off of just children's movies. Oh, yeah. Disney's, Disney's haunted mansion money. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you, know, you know, an interesting uh, angle I heard once, I think Sam Marill said this on the We Might Be Drunk podcast. He's like, if you really think about it, Eddie Murphy should have been nominated for an Oscar for The Nutty Professor. Like that film yeah. would never be considered an Oscar worthy movie. But no. if you think about it, he's literally playing characters where you'd have to tell someone, you know, that's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like he's playing like his yeah. grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a different human being. <laughs> like his ability to perform is unbelievable. And because yeah. of, you know, Norbit and others, <laughs> and other things of that ilk, we've kind of forgotten that. But like, look at that. Look, just look at the 80s and early 90s for this guy. Yeah. He was a, Power a dynamo. <laughs> like, a my powerhouse. God. Yeah. And he carried SNL. Like, when you think of the second guy, oh, the second guy on SNL when he was there was Joe Piscopo. Yeah. And, he never <laughs> and some, gets consider, for some it. consider those the best years, you know? Yeah. Um, when, um, but we think, he, we, we were just, we talked actually on By Mike Project, I don't know how long ago, about um, he did some acceptance speech. And he was killing for like five minutes. Yes, it was, oh, was uh, something honors, like the Kennedy Center honors or something like mm. that. But it was so fucking funny. And he, he was doing he was good. Yeah. He was doing his Cosby impression. And also he was, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was recent. Yeah. And yeah so the, really what I wondered when Eddie was making his comeback toward a stand up and was supposed to like apparently got paid $70 million to do a Netflix special or something like that. Sure. Um, Did so, he really? Oh yeah. Well, so I don't know what the deal is now because of COVID it got, Pushed off. Pushed. Oh, um, I need it so bad. Well, we'll talk about that at the end, I think. Yeah. But um, the main thing I was thinking is like, because wh- I uh, my go-to when I think of that type of shit is, well, he wouldn't have the same energy. Like, if you were watching Delirious, he wouldn't be that guy, you know, fucking just commanding the stage, walking around, because he seems so much more quiet and subdued. But then when I saw that clip that you're talking about from the Kennedy Center, I was like, oh, he would be a different guy. Yeah. He would have reinvented himself, maybe, but he still does have, like, comedic timing a little but bit. But he was killing, and he hadn't done it in 35 years. Right. And it was like yeah. he never stopped. It was yeah. crazy. So we'll talk more about that, the idea of him doing a new special uh, when we're done. Um, but let's uh, continue going through these clips first. Yeah, this one's... Uh uh, oh, this is a little more of the racism yeah. angle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so <laughs> this is just a funny... 
it's a funny thing now, especially because um, as often happens with jokes, like not that long ago, I don't, you might remember this, Mike. Um, you remember Joy Reid had some take on um, uh, uh, the news reporting about missing white women more than they will. Uh, like, what was that big TikTok thing oh. where the girl was missing and the yeah. boy? We all think figured the boyfriend. The killed boyfriend her. did it. I can't they remember were, her name. They were in a van. Gabby yeah. Petito. Gabby yes. Petito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was about that thing. And Joy Reid basically said, like, we get all you know worked up over white women missing, mm -hmm. but this story wouldn't be as reported if if she was a minority. This and guy, it, so she was this guy right here. Him. So she was <laughs> ripping off fucking Patrice. Yeah, I'm carry a white baby on a keychain next time I go on a boat. <laughs> what was the, what was that that uh, what was it? Uh, she went missing him. He's like, "What's that bitch in Puerto Rico?" Yeah, that we're missing? Natalie Holloway. <laughs> no, no. We, 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 oh, yeah, the next one. He's like, "Exactly." The, <laughs> the, the, the the most confident. We I think we talked about this when we did Patrice. We, yeah, the most confident bit exactly. anyone's ever done because he just had he just knew nobody's gonna say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the brilliance of stand up comedy and in Norm's uh, new posthumous oh, I special. It yet. He says, can't, "I can't get through it." He says, no? so, "He says something to the effect of." Um, uh, people call comedians the modern day philosophers, and you you know who I feel bad for when I hear that is actual modern day philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> they exist, but 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 the reason I think that uh, stand ups kind of have that title is because when you look at something like the thing we're about to play, Eddie Murphy will say this jokingly, and now it is. Legitimately evolved into the demeanor of modern times because people are so dumb yeah, that they can't see the absurdity of something a comedian was joking about 30 years ago. <laughs> so now with that setup, let's hear it. Yeah. I got off the motherfucking plane, walked off, got up, walked up my bag, my all my black shit on, black leather, big ass medallion and shit on like this. Little white dude walk up and said, "This your bag?" I said, "Yeah, it's my fucking bag." <laughs> Why, motherfucker? A black man can't have a suitcase? <laughs> this dude was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, so that bit is him saying, like, sometimes he'll go around looking for racism. Because, like, when he was in Texas, he was expecting people to be racist. And he was looking for it. And now that's all we do every day. Every day. Literally, I just saw an article yesterday about how, like... Uh, the woman dating the Celtics head coach, Neil Long, an actress, uh -huh. yeah. makes it okay for white people to root for the Celtics. Like, a bizarre, like, just people oh, bending over backwards trying to bring racism into something. <laughs> and Eddie was joking about it 40 fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's my fucking bag. <laughs> he's, he's the fucking bag. I love him so much. The impressions will be what sinks us eventually, but. Um, uh, yeah, right. we, we're going to accidentally slip into something else. <laughs> good thing we're not live. Yeah, good thing we, good, we, we made it through the first couple clips cleanly so that's, yeah. that's all i was sweating especially really. with us here <laughs> um all right so now, yeah there's a big chunk where that i didn't clip from where eddie's basically talking more about his uh family stuff in it which is still funny mm -hmm. i just found it more interesting uh the more topical points i found more interesting but um you brought up a name uh earlier I forget when you mentioned uh, hecklers or something. There's a clip at the very end, like in the credits or whatever, like, you know, after the special ends, they put this in there where um, people are yelling out, uh, like, do this impression or do that impression because oh, yeah. they know him from SNL. Yeah. And he just tears them apart. 
and says like, why the fuck would you come here yelling that shit? And it's the same thing we saw Chappelle struggle with when people were yelling out Rick James. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing is people at Chappelle show were probably yelling out Charlie Murphy. Ironically. Uh, yeah. right? <laughs> this is, this is the fucking best clip. I love this so much because yeah. without even blinking, Charlie's ready to kill for his brother. So, uh, yeah. So this is, Eddie dealing with a, a heckler. I hope it does it will play. Do you think it's hard to hear a little bit? Yo, you can hear it. Okay, good. Uh, as long as yeah. certain people don't talk over the clip. Yeah, so listen closely, <laughs> folks. I'm winded. I'm out of breath. I'm sweating and shit. <laughs> 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 His reaction is the it's best the part. Greatest. Of that. So, did Charlie Murphy tell that story on Chappelle's show, or how do we know that? Uh, I think Eddie talked about Eddie it. Eddie did. Um, <laughs> fucking Charlie Murphy, who, by the way, didn't get into stand up for like years after this like 20 more years. It's oh. crazy. Um, can, can we watch that again? <laughs> please. Yeah. I, I really want to see that again. Yeah, we'll break it down <laughs> in slow motion this time. <laughs> I'm winded. I'm out of breath. I'm sweating and shit. <laughs> the, the timing. <laughs> the timing. And that might be in terms of time. I didn't include the entire clap, <laughs> but like the applause break is probably the longest oh, in the show. Oh, so long. Charlie Murphy got a bigger applause break than his brother for anybody. <laughs> but his reaction would be like, <laughs> he just drops, drops the mic. It's so funny. <laughs> it's that the timing with which he did that is almost as if she said like, hey, I'm going to yell. We love you, Eddie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he had to have warning. Almost. <laughs> we love you, Eddie. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> So that's great. That it's there's a tough line with um oh. like you hear people talking about. I've heard guys like uh, Nate Bargatze, uh saying that uh, a lot of these TikTok clips are ruining stand-up because it's all yeah. comedians doing crowd work or being idiots in the crowd and the comedian reacting to it. Yeah. And now people think like they'll watch that and think, oh, I get to be part of the show. Like if I yell something, it's they're gonna you know riff on it and make it funny. But it's like, that's not supposed to be part of the show. But the tough thing with that is there's moments like that that are sometimes maybe one of the best parts of the special, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's tough to like tell people not to do that shit when it adds something. You see what I'm saying? It's, like a, it's a I fine line. I think it tanks more than it helps. Oh, for oh, absolutely. sure. Absolutely. No. Yeah. But there's, you know, lightning in a bottle concept. Right. Yeah. yeah. One in every thousand is good. But when yeah. it's good, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, the, the quickness, like, dude, is incredible. Incredible. Uh, but. You know, enough. Compl We're here about Eddie Murphy, not yeah. Charlie. So <laughs> let's get back to some of the jokes. We'll have to do an episode on him. Oh, of Charlie Murphy? Yeah. 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 Include uh, like. It'll just be us watching Chappelle show. Chappelle <laughs> yeah. show to his stand up and people's yeah. stories like uh, Tom oh. Segura meeting um, Joe Rogan. Right. Is one of the funniest oh, things because yeah. Charlie Murphy keeps trying to like pull him away, I think. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a, yeah. in a, in a future episode, folks. This one uh, is called Chinese People. So we're back. <laughs> Again, we're back know, to it. And he, he lulled us into a false sense of security. And then he says, guys, it's going to be in 40 years when you're watching this. You're not going to like it. <laughs> um, so this is another uh, impression we couldn't really do today. Shit ain't as bad as it used to be. All that rich. You know who get it real bad now? Chinese people. They're the only ones that be getting fucked over bad. 
You be teasing them and shit. Ever go in the restaurant and order up some food and Chinese dude be in there and then when he leave, you go like this. That's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Everybody makes fun of the Chinese when they order some food up and shit. And they nice guys. They be all cordial shit. Alhamdulillah, the egg for young and egg. When they leave, you go. Your friends and shit be laughing and he look out the back and say, that food is coming right up. Thank you. The food is coming right up. They're gonna be in the back watching us going and saying, yes, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Make a special wonton soup for him. <laughs> <laughs> the shake. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the, the, the subtle thing that I always point out is like, it's easy to, you, you can say you should never do that accent. It's horribly offensive to do that accent. Mm-hmm. But if you actually break down what it is doing there is like the Chinese person in that sketch is getting the better of him. He's again, like the asshole in that sketch. Right. And the Chinese guy is like very funny motherfucker, <laughs> you know? So again, like it's easy to be like, don't do the accent. But it's, I think the intent is much more important, even though that's been yeah. lost over the years. Um, uh, I had another point. Boy, this memory is gone. This has happened to me nine times today that I meant to say something and I forget. So let's go to the next clip and it'll come to me, I'm sure. Uh, this one is kids, kids jokes. Joke. Oh, yeah. So that actually kind of um, reminds me of what I was going to say. In the um, When we talked about Bob Saget, we had kind of mentioned that there won't be another guy like that where he does kids programming and um, is also allowed to be this filthy comedian after and there are no you know groups trying to take him down for it yeah eddie's a fascinating guy because he did it in the opposite way and that'll really never happen again (laughs) where you put out two specials like this you know do the shit that you were doing on snl put out adult comedies Mm -hmm. and very funny comedies and then become you know a try a kid's icon in shrek and uh the nutty professor and shit like that like that'll really never happen again (laughs) and it's it's a shame because it kind of it forces us to lose any nuance in what human beings are where eddie murphy may be a guy that really liked kids and wanted to perform for children but also wanted to perform for adults and be Mm -hmm. filthy and dirty um but this is a joke that he claims uh, would be suitable for children. I don't know if it would hold up in a, you know, an elementary school, but... The TV is all screwed around. Any kids here? I mean, little kids. I know a lot of people bring their little kids down here. How old are you, man? How old? 13. Oh, you Pause for one second. When you leave. Did he say 13? Um, I, ho- I thought I heard someone say nine. I thought I heard nine. someone I say nine, nine, and then he kind of goes... Thir- like, I, he was about to say 13. So it's between nine and 13, let's say. Can imagine now if just the clips we heard, like I said, I didn't clip a lot of stuff, just the clips we heard. If you look to your left and there's a nine year old sitting there (laughs) (laughs) and and they didn't walk out after the first bit, by the way, (laughs) the pussification of America. Am I right? Yeah. But that is hysterical to me that there's there's children, children there. Like even say what you want, the pussification of America or whatever. I don't think there's ever a time where a nine year old should be at an Eddie Murphy show. <laughs> Dude, I, I had that happen one time when I was doing I did an open mic and uh-huh. there was a fucking uh I wanna say he was probably like eight or something like that, and he was there. 
So I changed what I did, and this other kid, Drew Dunn, just went up and started calling his mom a cunt to his face. <laughs> it was very funny. That's not nice. So Craig and Eddie Murphy, all the greats have experienced. I didn't do it. They've That's experienced nice. They've experienced stuff like this. I didn't do it. Um, so, all right, so let's hear his uh, kid's joke. Oh, sir, oh you're going to be fucked up when you leave. Dad, what's a dick? What is that? How was the other dude right there? Oh, y'all fucked up now. But... <laughs> I thought I would be going like this, okay, and all that shit, right? <laughs> you know I'd be saying, our dicks is this big. <laughs> <laughs> kids going to be waking up like this, the Negro's dicks are coming to get me, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all a little joke y'all can tell in school, all right? Because I've been telling this dirty stuff, okay? Here's a little joke for y'all. Y'all can listen to it, too. <laughs> but I know lots of times people see my show, then go to work and try to... I love the, I, I'm sorry for pausing, but this part he's about to get into, I love that he talked about. What do you mean? Because I'm always curious about that because people do go to uh, comedy shows and then butcher the fuck out of their jokes. And I'm always like, I wonder what they think about that. I'm, oh, oh I'm, right, right, right. Well, I'm also thinking about Michael Scott doing Chris Rock's bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the there's two kinds of blood. Yeah. <laughs> two. I know lots of times people see my show, then go to work and try to tell my act and fuck my jokes up on the job. And, shit. <laughs> and then he said, Goonie Google. <laughs> and he had a G.I. Joe up his ass. Hey, 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 I'm Mr. T. I'll rip your cock off with my ass. <laughs> well, pause again. I'm, I'm sorry to keep doing it now. But... It goes back to when we talked, remember when we talked about Chappelle leaving Chappelle's show, yeah. where part of his reasoning was people were, people were laughing at the wrong parts of his jokes. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Like people would just hear the N word and laugh. And he's like, oh, they're, they're not getting it the way I thought they were. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's very interesting to hear that back then, it, just in more generic jokes, like not with the angle of race involved or whatever, just people being, you know, white nerds telling Eddie Murphy's <laughs> jokes and not really understanding. <laughs> Standing going, yeah, that's very funny shit. Here's <laughs> a joke that you can tell down at school when school starts. Everybody be quiet now. Are you listening, guys? A bear and a rabbit are taking a shit in the woods. <laughs> and the bear turns to the rabbit and says, excuse me, do you have problems with shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit says, no. So the bear wiped his ass with the rabbit. <laughs> 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 I also wonder if there's enough kids at Eddie Murphy's show where he's like, surely I'll be able to set this up in this way. Of course, I'll ask a kid in the front row how old he is <laughs> and be able to tell this bear and rabbit joke. <laughs> oh, or was that just a street joke that he had in his head? I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Because it is, I've definitely heard that before, but yeah. maybe I've, this is one of the most famous specials ever. So maybe that's so why. Might I've have been why. Yeah, <laughs> has to be from yeah. this. I'd say. Yeah. Um, we're getting close to the end here. We fired through these. Jeez. Yeah, we did. We're doing uh, forty-six minutes, so it's not like. Oh, it's, all right. Good, yeah. good, good, good. If we've been having so much fun that it's felt like a at a twenty minutes, I was looking at the uh, the list and I was like, oh fuck, this is a short one. <laughs> um, what's left here? Star Trek, Ghost Movies, and Closer. Yeah. The um the Star Trek thing is interesting because like. Again, with Eddie Murphy, with the swagger that Eddie Murphy has and the confidence and shit, at this time when, like, Star Trek was just for nerds, mm -hmm. it's interesting to hear Eddie Murphy talk about, like, watching Star Trek. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you would almost think it wouldn't fit his persona, mm. which is what I like. That A lot of the comedy that I like is guys that are generally put into a certain box and then break out of that. 
You know right. what I mean? Like if, if you were, if Eddie Murphy's brand was managed the way it would be now, people would say like, you can't do Star Trek jokes because it wouldn't appeal to your audience, yeah. which is why, you know, uh, fucking uh, uh, whoever tries to be a cool comic, Crystalia or whatever, you know, just <laughs> he's, jo- uh, jokes he's, about getting pussy. He's the coolest. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, at high schools, he's very cool. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so neat. All right. So let's hear Eddie Murphy's uh, Captain Kirk joke. Anybody got cable? What a question. I've been watching a lot of cable lately because I'm so mad. The only good show on TV now is Star Trek. That's some good shit. I like Captain Kirk and shit. Captain Kirk will fuck anybody. (laughs) I seen him beam down on a planet. Ever see the episode he fucked this green bitch? You got to be a horny motherfucker to fuck a green bitch. (laughs) I mean, I ain't no racist, but if the bitch is green, there's something wrong with the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he be fucking the music going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> a very like I like I said, just a funny way to segue Star Trek and just be on brand for what his humor is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he also talks about uh, ghosts, which are uh, a very scary subject. Definitely. Oh, that was the cue. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stay in the house too fucking long. Get the fuck out of the house. Very simple. It's a ghost in the house. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and not only did they stay in the motherfucking house and pull the guys, they invited more white people over. Sitting around going, our daughter Carol Ann's on the television set. <laughs> I would have been gone. If I had a daughter been down the priest and said, look, man, uh, I went home and my fucking daughter's in the TV set and shit, so I just fucking left. Uh, you can have all that shit. I ain't going to back back to the motherfucker. Uh, I just came down, so when she ain't up at school, you th- don't think I killed the bitch or nothing like that. But she is inside the TV set. You can have all that shit. Fuck it. Uh, Mr. Murphy, didn't you try to save your daughter? Yeah, I'm a man. And shit. I tried to save. I turned the channel. The shit didn't work. I got the fuck out. <laughs> Lee, the kid was only six years old in the movie. They couldn't have been too attached to her. Lee, in the Amityville Horror, the ghost told them to get out the house. White people stayed in there. Now that's a hint and a half for your ass. <laughs> a ghost say, get the fuck out. I would just tip the fuck out the door. They walked and looked in the toilet bowl. was blood in the toilet. They said, that's peculiar. I <laughs> <laughs> would have been in the house and said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, because like the easy angle to go with with horror stories is that like the black guy dies first all the yeah. time. It's been referenced ten million times. Mm. Again, that's f- such a funny <laughs> angle for a twenty-two year old to pick up on. Is like I would just fucking leave. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> so like, if you want to talk about influences, I mean, clearly. I think there's a lot of Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and a lot of Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock. Like the coaching tree there is pretty obvious, but I was trying to think of like people that you wouldn't necessarily associate with Eddie Murphy. And like I said, Tosh and Jezelneck and guys like that. And I think Dane Cook also in a different way where like the way you command the stage and things like that. Like, I don't think there were a ton of guys um, like Eddie Murphy before Hedy Murphy, uh, you know, Richard, Pry- I, even Richard Pryor was a different kind of comedian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he didn't have yeah. the same, he didn't have the same like confidence that Eddie Murphy had and didn't, you know, command the stage the same way. Um, but it was interesting to hear Eddie talk 
later about uh, like when he had kind of left stand up, he said like he felt like the old man. And this is in like 1989. Yeah. 86. 86. I believe so. Um, mm. Where. Uh, so, so he's in his 20s still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, where he said he kind of feels like an old man in comedy. And he referenced specifically. Yeah, he he retired when he was 28 or 26, I believe. OK. If I remember yeah. right. Let me look it up. That's wild. That is a wild run in stand up. Well, no, because um, Raw is 87. I thought that was 85. I'm pretty sure it's 87. You're probably um, right. But, uh, so he's he's talking about specifically like Dice and Kinnison. Mm -hmm. And he says like, I watch Dice and Kinnison and like they make me feel like the old man now. And I think to myself, like I can't imagine having that kind of stage presence and doing Energy. things the way that they're doing it. But in a weird way, Eddie Murphy kind of opened those, the door for those guys, particularly Dice, I think, Dice, more than more than, more than Kinnison, where, like, that kind of attitude, uh, you definitely see a lot of that in Dice. Mm. He quit in 1987. Yeah, so uh, Raw must have been his last thing. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And Raw, for those of you that don't know, I probably should have said it at the beginning, this was uh, an HBO special. Mm -hmm. um, so this premiered on HBO August 17th, I believe, uh, 1983. But then um, Raw was... Uh, wide re widely released in theaters, which is pretty crazy. Mm. Um, and now, That's like, cool. Kevin Hart did that a few years ago. Mm. I don't know what kind of money that made. I don't know. Gabriel Iglesias did, too. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Did he? Yeah. That's such a weird... There's yeah. a weird thing where, like, it, with the amount of stand-up that I follow, there are still segments that I'm completely oblivious to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gabriel Iglesias is so famous... And yet, I never think about him. Even Russell you know Peters what I mean? too. Russell, Pe Russell Peters yeah. is the most famous comedian in the world. And uh, I have never world. heard not of not the him United States in the world. Yeah, the yeah. world, and but people wouldn't know that. He's yeah. like meh here and yeah. across the world. It's insane. Right. But I, I consider myself a, a fan of stand up, and I had never heard of him until he was on O and A in like two thousand and eight. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, who is this guy? But then when you see the, <laughs> the you see the list of uh, people making the most money, it's like. Jeff Dunham, Kevin Hart, yeah. Kevin Hart and Seinfeld are always up there. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, Jeff Dunham, Larry, the cable guy, Russell Peters. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Larry, the cable guy worldwide probably doesn't have the same appeal, I guess. I would say, in, no. uh, you know, Ecuador or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta, you got to think about like uh, the visual aspect of stand up comedy, like uh, like in a distributable media type deal. Right. Because, I mean, the uh, like you look back at all the, the old comedy stuff it was all records and stuff and then you were like oh yeah every once in a while a guy got an hbo special and i wondered was that a thing where guys would release stuff in theaters because i mean where else would you get it i don't i don't think so because VHS tapes uh, we'll but look, before that even. whenever whenever we end up doing raw i'll look more into it but yeah. um i as far as i know eddie murphy was the only one that I know of, if not just one of a few, maybe at that time, I don't know of a lot that were released. Oh, you know what? So uh, Richard Pryor's was too. I believe. I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think Richard be, Pryor's was also. I'd imagine there's more than we know of. Yes, it's got to be one of. Those I mean, particularly things. the dirty one. All Carlins were on HBO. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But even like, um, so Rodney, one of the clips I pulled for the Rodney episode that we did, that was like an ABC mm -hmm. special. So they were like the clean guys were on, were on networks network. on Friday nights or whatever. Yeah, all I can think of is Sunset Strip. Yeah. Yeah. That may then. have been yeah. that may have been movie theaters. I'm not sure. Well, Joe Rogan that. talks about seeing it in theaters. Oh, well, there you go. Well, it was, there yeah. you go. If Rogan is, if Master Rogan is, it's said never it. fake news. <laughs> it's, it's true. There's no chance of disinformation. <laughs> um, all right. So 
like I said, we'll talk about um, the idea of Eddie doing a special in the future, which I don't know if that's still on the table or not. I hope so. Um, well, I guess it's always on the table, I'm sure, for a guy like Eddie Murphy, but I just don't know if it's happening. Um, but first, I want to hear uh, this closer, because the reason I mention there's clearly influence, um, Chris Rock is definitely a child of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I don't see that as much with, like, Chappelle, necessarily. No. Um, I think it's the instinct of a lot of people um, to be like, oh, the most famous black guy in the 80s must nope. have influenced the most fam famous black guy in 2020. Um, but I don't see a ton of um, Eddie Murphy and Chappelle, no. except for his closer here, which this was done in Washington, D.C., where Chappelle did uh, Killing Him Softly. This ha does have an element of Chappelle where he's kind of able to take a uh, sort of a touching moment and make it funny. Um, and this is what uh, Eddie Murphy ends delirious with. You know, I want to say something. You know, like, I think maybe like 30 years ago, there was a woman that wanted to sing, and a black lady that sang opera that wanted to sing. What was her name? Mary Anderson. And this place was, was like segregated, and they couldn't sing here. And she couldn't sing in the place. And here, here we are, like, you know, not even 50 years later, a 22-year-old black man on stage getting paid to hold his dick. <laughs> God bless America. I got to go now. Y'all take it easy. Bye-bye. <laughs> the outfit's incredible. Yeah. And so, drop. so when I saw that, I, I, it made me think of all, pretty much all of Chappelle's bits now, where he's essentially... Uh, giving you a history lesson, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Well, like uh, I think of like the iceberg slim bit, where he basically turned that into a. His, or my favorite ever is where he kind of goes on this rant about um, women's suffrage and uh, women getting the right to vote and this and that. And then um, he kind of brings that into uh, the Kennedy assassination and then the RFK assassination and Martin Luther King getting assassinated. And um, he's, he's talking about all these like historical events. And then the punchline is basically, and uh, while all that was going on, Bill Cosby raped like 51. <laughs> 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 and that's what it made me rise. So there might be a little influence uh, from Eddie Murphy and, yeah. and Dave Chappelle. Um, but yeah. So do you guys think if he did come back for a special, that would be the biggest special good? in would be the most watched. Oh, yeah. 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 People, a lot of people will watch it, but I guess what I'm asking is, would it be good? Yes. You think so? Absolutely. I thought he just did SNL too, and it seemed like he didn't lose a step. So I'm not worried about the. Yeah. Oh, well, he did. The one everyone points to is he had that weird thing at the SNL anniversary mm -hmm. where he was like. That was, that was about Cosby. And he wasn't sure yet what was going on with that. But once he yeah. figured out. He... Oh, no. I don't even mean that he wouldn't do the Cosby impression. I mean, he came out and made a speech. Where it was almost like mm. it was almost like they made him go up there and he didn't know he was going up, and he just kind of was like, you know, oh, I'm, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. was here oh, for I was here for a yeah. long time, yeah. and it's crazy to be back. And uh, yeah, here's yeah. Uh, here's Tina Fey. Whatever. It, it was it was the yeah. reason he wasn't. It was something to do with Cosby. It wasn't that he wasn't doing the impression. It was like the whole thing. It was yeah. right around that. Well, so time. they wanted him to play Cosby in the yeah. Jeopardy sketch, right? And he wouldn't do it. At and the then time. Keenan did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, might we were been. all hoping. We said, hey, if Eddie won't do it, please tell me Keenan will step in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell me he's around. <laughs> but uh, no, I, uh, like you said, though, I mean, he was, he had these premises back when he was 22. Right. And 
you even said it earlier, like, oh, imagine like if he was doing this in his 30s or whatever, right. how much better they'd be. So my worry, though, the reason I do worry about it is because he hasn't done stand up in 40 years, you know, yeah. or 30, 35 years, whatever. Um, and so, you know, has he lost some of that? Like you said, in certain things we've seen, it seems like he hasn't lost his timing. Has he lost perspective being a guy who's made hundreds of millions of dollars? And not done stand up, so he's not out, you know, working clubs relating to the people in any way. That, that reminds me of a, a fucking cutaway in 30 Rock when Tracy Morgan, they're like, Oh, Tracy, we think you're getting too far away from your fan base. He's like, You know, when you want St. Bart's and the white people be eating their lobster. Like, <laughs> 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 well, that's what I think of where yeah. he's been like the most famous guy on the planet for such a long time. Yeah, you're right. So is he doing bits like this where he's going to the airport and looking for racism, that sort of thing? Because when's the last time Eddie Murphy walked through an airport, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's what I wonder about. And also um, something Steve Martin wrote about in his book, something Eddie talked about on Marin, um, which, by the way, we'll probably also do just an Eddie Mur like the life of Eddie Murphy episode at some point. Um, but something Eddie talked about on Marin, something a lot of people have talked about is once you hit a certain level of fame, um, like Eddie Murphy's not walking into the comedy store right? or wh whether it's the comedy store or Madison Square Garden or anywhere in between, he's not walking in and not getting laughs because people are going to be so excited to see to him. To see him, yeah. Um, so an interesting story I heard, I think Rogan told this on his podcast a while back, um, what Damon Wayans used to do when Damon Wayans got super famous, um, he was still doing stand-up, uh, but what he would do, he would kind of get that, like pe people would applaud and he would get laughs no matter what he said for the first couple minutes. Um, but his theory was, you know, your fame buys you X amount of time. Yeah. If your fame buys you, let's say five minutes. <laughs> and then after that, if you're like, ah, oh, this sucks, <laughs> then you're getting up and walking out or you're yeah. booing or whatever. Your name only gets you so far. Let's say five minutes in. So what Damon Wayans would do is walk on stage, you know, unannounced at the comedy store and people would lose their shit. They're like, oh, fuck, it's Damon Wayne. It's, it's Major Payne. It's a famous guy, yeah. <laughs> I love Major They're all Payne excited so too. much. So Damon, Damon Wayne's would purposely bomb for the first five minutes and just just bomb after bomb until he saw that people started to, like, not pay Feel attention. It. Like, and he would kind of lose him a little bit. And he's like, okay, now I've dug myself enough of a hole, and I, now if I win them back, I know I'm funny. Yeah. And so Eddie would have to do something like that. Otherwise, he could just fucking go out and, you know... You drop a shit on the stage and people will be <laughs> well, like, oh, Eddie, you're so crazy. Well, that's why he quit comedy, he said. Right. Because well, he yeah. would, Steve he Martin, would, same thing. Yeah. Yep. He would go up and he said like, whatever I do, they laugh at. So right. am mm -hmm. I even good? Yeah. So and you hear you hear some of that frustration already at 22 when he's oh, talking yeah. about people retelling his jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the frustration of people yelling out, you know, do do Gumby or do. Oh, you know what it was? You mentioned buckwheat before. That's buckwheat. what reminded me. Some, someone yelled, uh, do buckwheat. And he shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, it's definitely one of the greatest specials. And I was uh, yeah. pleasantly surprised because, like I said, we talk about that first track on Delirious <laughs> as kind of a marker of almost a historic way of not holding up yeah. <laughs> where it's literally a word we're not allowed to say as we're talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, so in my mind, I was like, a lot of this probably won't hold up. And I was pleasantly surprised to see how much of it did. Um, mm. So will Eddie Murphy get $70 million from next Netflix to do a special? We don't know. I hope so. Uh, I hope but so. I hope so. So we, either way we can talk about it. If we love it or hate it, Yeah. Uh, we can talk about it. Uh, we should do an emergency. Why are you laughing? If he does do that. So, 
here's my thought on that because I thought about doing that for Norm's new special, uh, nothing special, which I watched and enjoyed. We talked about it on uh, KMS, and what dawned on me when we were doing that is uh, Colin Lane played a couple clips from it, mm-hmm. and like you hear me on there yelling like you can't it it doesn't make this is out of context it doesn't make any sense, and so it kind of dawned on me there like. It would be that's a special where there's no audience and it's Norm kind of just meandering around, like getting these thoughts out that he had. And a lot of the setups are seven minutes long. And so it'd be it's a weird one to play on a podcast. And I also didn't want to do it when a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, so it might be good to wait, let it marinate. You know, this is a history podcast. True. We gotta True. wait for it to be history. True. Um, fair enough. But yeah, so we will see. Um a lot of the we've been getting a lot of good suggestions. From the uh, from the gearheads lately, by the way, guys. So if you want to send send me a suggestion on an episode to do, um, like I think later today we're recording one about uh, Otto and George and Bob Levy and Rich yeah. Voss and uh, a couple of those guys were suggested to me. So um, uh, feel free, you know, message me on Twitter or message me on Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike, where you can not only message me but you can get these episodes a week early on the ten dollar tier. Um, and then you can also get bonus episodes of the Blind Mike Project and uh, all the wacky stuff we do there. And go do the same for a, a very good show where you can suggest ideas for their list that Mike will yell at you about. Mike will <laughs> scold the audience at uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash very good show if you want to check them out as well. Uh, make sure you support those boys here in the studio. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, anything to add, guys, before we shove off? What a, what a terrific send off, Mike. Yes. Good, good. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on Why Are You Laughing?